You're listening to the Digital Void Podcast, a weekly exploration of digital culture, media, technology, and memes, featuring critical conversations with experts at the forefront of our digital moment. My name is Josh Chapdelaine, and my co-host is Dr. Jamie Cohen. If you've seen a meme featuring Joe Biden in the last two months, there's a strong chance you've seen him associated with darker-than-usual aesthetics, or maybe even shooting laser beams out of his eyes. It's a stark contrast to the types of memes Biden had appeared in since he was elected to the Oval Office in January 2021. Oftentimes, he appeared in memes that were on the receiving end of attacks about his age, physicality, or lack of legislative accomplishments. On today's episode, Jamie and I discuss the birth of the Dark Brandon meme, its history, context, and how we can make sense of the creative activity and sharing associated with these memes. How much can memes really influence public perception of a politician? How can the energy of a meme help shift cultural and media narratives? Plus, we'll look at his early September speech, warning about the threats to democracy in Philadelphia. How has the Biden administration begun to incorporate the mimetic energy associated with these memes into the aesthetics of his presentation for television speeches? Plus, does any of this really matter? Before we dive into this week's conversation, please note that we reference a lot of memes in this episode. I mean, a lot. And you can find the memes in the show resources section of this episode, as well as on digitalvoid.media. While you're there, remember to subscribe and review the Digital Void podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Your support helps us bring the show to you weekly. Here's this week's conversation. Jamie, it is a pleasure to chat with you. I hope you're enjoying your weekend so far. Yeah, very much. Thank you. Just a lot of writing. Yeah, we're recording this on Saturday, September 10th. And with how quickly the memes cycle changes, a lot may change between now and the release date for this podcast on Wednesday. So just know that we're doing the best we can with what we have. And we have debated talking about this subject for a long time. You and I have exchanged probably close to two dozen signal messages wondering whether or not we should address this meme and its evolution. And ultimately, we decided to record this today, despite some reluctance. And the reluctance hasn't been because we don't feel like it is worthy of public discussion, but rather because it's a really tricky meme to dive into. And that meme is going to be Dark Brandon. So before we get started with the Dark Brandon meme, Jamie, maybe you want to explain a little bit about why this is a really tricky meme to touch. This is a complicated meme, but it's simple. (laughs) This is one of those memes that I'll get asked about quite often, and I struggle to analyze this in a high-level breakdown of how memes work just in general and the architectures of the internet and communicative discourse versus it's just Biden doing his job. (laughs) So, And so I, I, I don't... It's hard for me to describe how this meme actually operates, but except for saying that we live in a mimetic world. Everything is meme-based now. And so if we're using these memes as vehicles, we could tell that this type of mimetic discourse or labeling Biden as dark Brandon is just a layering up of something that's very simple in the beginning. But it does have some 
neat payoffs that I think are pretty unexpected inside the meme world that I did not anticipate. And I and it's not, I actually do feel somewhat pleased by the outcomes of how they're operating now. I do too. And I think we'll get into some of those outcomes in just a little bit. But before we do, let's set the table with a small primer about how we get to the point of Dark Brandon. I feel like those who are creating and sharing memes about Dark Brandon are incredibly enthusiastic about it and are doing so in both in an ironic and truly satirical way. But those that are not might be a little bit uncertain as to how we arrived at the point that Biden is shooting the crypto laser beams out of his eyes and co-opting a lot of the 4chan aesthetics that Trump had been so closely associated with since 2016. So let's provide a quick primer on this. So in 2021, NASCAR driver Brandon Brown is racing in a NASCAR race and the crowd starts to chant, fuck Joe Biden. The announcer misinterprets the fuck Joe Biden chant and says the crowd is chanting, let's go, Brandon. Then let's go, Brandon becomes uh, tongue in cheek for fuck Joe Biden. And that persists, right? That quickly becomes a meme. It becomes commodified. Kid Rock records an awful song about it. It is uh, true cringe, uh, although it was cheeky, as, as you wrote, right? At the time, I think you wrote a medium piece saying, let's give this one to them. Yeah, it was easy. I mean, this was this was an easy meme. This is a one to one meme. It's called it's basically just putting like a sticker over something. You have all the right. The First Amendment protects you. You could say fuck Joe Biden. That's literally what the, the First Amendment's for. But I guess there's this faux sensibility or this this faux thought of being polite in public discourse that comes along the conservative right where the word fuck might not be table manners. And so the term let's go Brandon became an easy replacement for the three word derogatory phrase. And so let's go Brandon was really easy, but it was also a great grift. It was T-shirts and paraphernalia and stores. I think there's a store in North Carolina that's actually called let's go Brandon. But yeah, I said, let's give it to them because it's too simple. Who, who gives a shit? Like it's just simply uh, a meme that means another meme. It's, it's just a simple, it's like a nickname. It's nicknames aren't really memes. They're just replacement text. But it does become interesting because Brandon and Biden start to merge at some point. Brandon and Biden begin to merge. And over the ensuing months, we start to hear Let's Go Brandon chanted at everything from football games to uh, arena games. And it becomes an awkward point for announcers and broadcasters to try to grapple with. But Brandon and Biden do become associated pretty quickly. And you start to see more than just the right refer to Biden as Brandon. And in early 2022, something interesting happens. It's not unusual, but the left begins to ironically use Brandon in a way at the lowest point of his popularity to be ironic with posting about Brandon. And so in March 2022, the hashtag Dark Brandon begins to emerge for the first time. And it's done in a cheeky way because in the eyes of many to the public, according to both approval ratings and sentiment on social media platforms, Biden was at his lowest point of popularity and he continued to dip. This was as gas prices were inflating, as the crisis in the Ukraine was escalating 
as a lot of as supply chain shortages and baby formula shortages were really beginning to affect the public, Biden's popularity took a pretty big hit. And with that hit came this kind of weird, ironic, creative energy. And so the concept of or the French concept of detournement or hacking uh, begins uh, with some meme creators. And it's not huge, right? They tried to co-opt uh, Brandon to be a darker version, uh, an ironic version of the Brandon meme. But it doesn't really take off until. Well, there's there's something in between that, which is that I think the right misplayed their hand a bit with this meme. Uh, they thought that the Let's Go Brandon meme would be funny and be a dig back toward the left. They thought that this was a let's a good way of making fun of Joe Biden in public, sort of like the Make America Great Again red hats aren't really hats. They're not headwear. They are memes. You wear a meme on your head. And the meme is designed specifically to provoke a, a reaction, the reactionary memes. And so the reactionary right is designed specifically to own the libs. That's the, pol- the politics of resentment, so to speak. So let's go, Brandon, this replacement meme was designed as a reactionary moment to kind of just constantly be saying, fuck Joe Biden. The the hand that was misplayed was that the left also felt that way. <laughs> Many on the left were just like, yeah, I mean, this is the worst thing. I mean, what's he doing? He's his popularity is at the same level as Trump's. It's He's not helping anybody by this inflation. He's not helping anybody by this the Formula shortage wasn't directly his fault. It wasn't exactly helped either. The The gas prices were increasing due to the restrictions and the sanctions in Russia, which all of these things are just natural parts of, of geopolitical discourse. And more importantly, the misunderstanding of just economics in general, where the oil industry and the oil companies had increased their income by several hundred percentages because they took advantage of inflation and, and filled their own pockets rather than helping the public. Uh, let's call that hashtag capitalism. And that is something that the public doesn't understand because the media doesn't know how to report on bigger geopolitical issues. They just rather reduce it like memetics. So on the left, Brandon became a nickname, an ironic, as you mentioned, an ironic nickname for the same character of Biden, because sure, who gives a shit at this point? Biden's not helping anybody. But like you said, that does take an interesting turn because it merges with several other memes at the exact same time. And the two memes it merges with are Dark Maga and the Laser Eyes. So there are two different memes that are they're sourced from two different places that are both mean different things as well. The Laser Eyes is an older meme. I mean, that kind of, it's almost, I think it's a bit over a decade old, but it really took root in the, the Deep Fry era. And the Deep Fry era was the ironic era. So it's like, I would call it stage four of internet language. So stage one was like lol speak. Uh, stage two is lol cats. Stage three was like doge and the breakdown of structure. And then stage four is deep fry, ironic, which is memes that didn't really make much sense. They were just memes that regurgitated over and over until they became almost useless. But one of the memes in the deep fryer was this power up meme, where as you would create this uh, increasing level, uh, there's a Vince McMahon meme that often depicts this. And as each level goes up, it's mimicking the galaxy brain type of meme where you think it deeper. And then the final the final square is usually the most simple, like Occam's razor. But the eyes light up like lasers, like a superhero. You figured it out. You've reached maximum power. And then, of course, that's niche. Ironic memes are niche. They're, they sit in the background. They don't they don't really niche memes aren't really for everybody until January 2021 post insurrection with the GameStop pump and which the laser eyes became a, a signifier of cryptocurrency uh, advocates trying to really try to show that they're powering up. There was a feeling at the time that Bitcoin might hit 
100,000 and they said that would be it. That would be the ultimate power up as we know now. Well, that didn't happen, <laughs> but but that is the meme of the laser eyes is there. Now, behind all this, of course, if you really want to get in the weeds with memetics, there is obviously 4chan has taken this and perverted it in many ways, mostly anti-Semitic because that's what 4chan does. And that is a, an embedded part of that. The dark MAGA memes are a subset of MAGA memes. It comes from the dark, quote unquote, meme factories. And dark is any visceral character, whether that be a philosopher, whether that be an intellectual group, whether that be anybody, basically speaking the truth. Uh, that's what the dark part comes from. And speaking the truth doesn't mean the truth, so to speak, of objective reality. I mean, like being uninhibited when they speak. That's where the uh, dark comes from. They, they take on a darker personality. Similar to base. Similar to base, except a little easier to digest. Base doesn't make sense. And based often comes from the background of like base stick man, Kyle base stick man. And the idea of bad behavior performed publicly. So dark is such a better term. Dark MAGA. Oh, look at these. They're they're the dark. They're 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 coming up from the the discourse from this place. And so the darkness or the dark prefix becomes this way of like saying that there's something not nefarious. That's not what the dark means, but rather more uh, uninhibited. So dark MAGA merges with the laser eyes meme, and we start to see some of these memes emerge in March 2022. And it's still a while before these memes evolve to the point where we can have a conversation about Dark Brandon. And the traction for these memes don't really pick up until Joe Biden catches COVID. And when Joe Biden catches COVID, only a few days later does Al-Qaeda leader Al-Zawahiri die in a strike. And that inciting incident is what creates the mimetic energy that surrounds Dark Brandon. And so, uh, Jamie, similar to what we did a few months ago, I want to take a look at some of these memes and explain what's happening here from the very earliest stage. So the first meme I'd like to call attention to is the meme with Donald Trump in the first panel and Joe Biden in a darker aesthetic in the bottom. And we'll have all of these memes in the show notes. So, Jamie, can you explain what's going on here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this, wow. All right. So this is a, a fairly interesting reactionary meme, uh, which is honestly pretty good. It's <laughs> the first image on the top is a scene of probably one of the, it's probably the second or third funniest moments of the Trump presidency. Um, and not funny in a funny way, but funny because the entire Trump presidency was hilarious. But this is like funny in a way that is pure Trumpian. When Trump got COVID, he immediately went to the hospital and got Regeneron and got the antibodies, something that only I think he got at the time, one one human out of 320 million. And it obviously is not a cure for COVID. And COVID is at the time was a debilitating disease. Uh, the, first the first variation of it was killing hundreds, if not thousands per day. And it was pretty severe when he returned to the White House defiantly to show that it didn't really mean anything. It was still a Democratic host. He stood on the balcony like Mussolini and looked out into the crowd. And you could tell from the ground that he was dying, like he was he was struggling to breathe. That COVID attacks the lungs and gives less space. And you could see him doing that, that kind of breathing in through his face type of thing. And so this meme, the first image is that shot of him breathing in difficultly. And it says, gets COVID, can't breathe. Followed by the second half of the meme that says gets COVID, kills top Al-Qaeda leader. <laughs> and it's Joe Biden standing front lit, dark background, 
uh, smiling with his very odd two white teeth and he's happy. And it just shows this 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 idea that it doesn't the coat. I mean, one, this the COVID v. COVID here doesn't really make sense because COVID when Biden got it wasn't as potent as the COVID that Trump got. But it does show that, like, by comparison of leaders and how they received the, the diagnosis, the killing of the Al-Qaeda leader becomes a really poignant moment in geopolitical forces as well. All of a sudden, Biden emerges from being this, like, barely doing anything for a year and a half. And all of a sudden now it's, whoa, he's now doing something that's, like, global. <laughs> yeah, he's doing something global and it aligns energetically with this dark Brandon trend, which had begun to emerge just a few months earlier. So it was really opportune timing. So now I'm sending you another meme that really begins to set the base for the evolution of the Joe Biden meme. And I sent this one to you in Riverside. And this one is is pretty famous. So can you walk us through what's happening here? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so this is this is a this is an oh my gosh. Okay, this this meme I have never even seen before. It's uh, Biden. This is not actually that great of a meme either. This is this is very dark, Brandon. Um, it's Biden looking down. You can only see the top of his head, and in his glasses, you see the reflection of his hands holding the globe. Which the reason why I think this is pretty bad is because it, it reinforces the far right conspiracy of a new world order. But in the background are these things that stand up against Biden. And as a list, it says Shinzo Abe neutralized uh, gas prices neutralized. So a lot of the time during the gas prices thing where people were putting stickers all over gas machines from the far right that had Biden pointing at it saying, I did this. And then embarrassingly, they had to start peeling those off. Uh, COVID-19 neutralized, uh, although that's that's arguably not true either, but it's still newsworthy. And then it says Antifa fully armed, <laughs> which is funny. And then Roe v. Wade 2 coming soon. And then so followed by many, many other lists of things that he could potentially do. And it looks like at some point it says communism, but it's hidden behind him. So this is the stark branding meaning is extremely ironic. Because there is no real direction that this meme comes from. It comes from a place of it's both ironic because it's pointing out the far right's thought of what Biden does, which is maybe he's going to bring in uh, communism. Maybe he's going to fully arm Antifa. Maybe he is part of the new world order. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, maybe he has power. Maybe he is a president. Maybe he is doing things. Maybe the dark Brandon personality is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. And it's almost as you alluded to earlier, it's so weird because the things that he's doing just fill the job description of president. He's just yes. beginning to he's just doing his job. Yeah. He, <laughs> and the simple act of a competent legislator has created enough energy from the left and center that he has co-opted uh, intentionally, ironically or not, the appearance of being a truly capable leader. And that that is amazing to watch the swing in public perception. So I want to look at one more early dark Brandon meme before we look at the specific examples and evolution of what happens on September 1st during his speech in Philadelphia. So if we could look at the meme with Biden with an eye patch, um, I would love for you to walk us through what's going on there. <laughs> All right. So this this is a Twitter screen grab meme and it says it's over, Jack which is anybody who listens to Biden knows that's what he says. Um, and the caption is, 
It's pretty insane that Dark Brandon sniped Amin al-Zawahari off a balcony with a drone while Trump was golfing with the Saudis. I mean, this this meme's deep. Um, if you want to like really get into like meme reading, this is like a good, you could almost run a whole day's lecture off of this one meme. There's so much in this. There's so much news in this one meme. It's incredible. The funny part about it, though, is it's Biden with a beard <laughs> and an eye patch like Snake Plissken. And it is a very aggressively red background and it looks like either a an explosion or a moon rise a blood moon rising over a city and it, and it just this and it's also distorted in almost a fast wave aesthetic so it's got like a very pixelated game style image on it so this meme is a crossover meme that is i would say it thumbs its nose directly at far right aesthetics and it's amazing at this point that by use by being used earnestly in an ironic fashion by those on the left, it points out the stupidity of the fast wave type of memetics that come from the right, but also adopting the personality that Biden is a good world leader. The, the comment, it's pretty insane that Dark Brandon, named Dark Brandon, sniped an Al-Qaeda leader off a balcony with a drone while Trump was golfing with the Saudis. And now we know that Trump's in the pocket or working with the Saudis and has always been interested in including live golf and maybe even these nuclear secrets for all we know we have no idea and it's corruption at its highest level and biden again is doing what his job is but also in theory solving the crime or of ending the the, the life of a mastermind of the 9-11 attacks as a president near uh, 20 years later and so that's that alone is like a, an interesting concept because in 2011 when Obama took out uh, Osama bin Laden so it's almost like a continuation of that same plot line it is and the really interesting thing is that the string of successes for Biden really begin to feed the energy of dark Brandon over time right so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we see Biden with laser eyes. We see illustrated versions of Biden in the dark brand and his aesthetic. We see that there is reaction by those on the right who begin to feel that Brandon, the term itself, has become cringe because it's been co-opted by the left. And this begins to build at the same time that in large part due to the media coverage around Biden's successes and the successes themselves, whether it be uh, gas prices or the baby formula shortage not being so rough or one of the very many various policy wins that the Biden administration captures. This coincides with uh, Biden's approval rating going up for the first time in a year. It had been a very slow creep toward its lowest point, which was 37 and a half on July 21st, according to 538. But interestingly, on September 1st, the dark Brandon memes continued to be created and spread, and Joe Biden heads to Philadelphia for a speech to address threats of uh, American values. And this speech is worthy of its own podcast, and many have been recorded. But at this point, his approval rating had swung to its highest since October 2021, almost a year earlier, 43.6%, according to 538. And he does so with a dramatic backdrop that seemed almost to embrace the energy behind the dark Brandon meme. Jamie, what's happening here? Biden used the red backdrop instead of the blue backdrop, which he had used since the beginning of his presidency. I would say this is the moment of the emergence of, 
of Dark Brandon. I, I say all of it was memes, but now he's adopted it. And this is hilarious from a liberal standpoint because people started using Dark Brandon memes, like very standard liberal spokesmen, people who came from the Obama administration, people who are liberal pundits, and they were using it. It was bothering the right because the right was like, that's uh, you can't use Brandon. That's that's our that's our term. And they were also using it and bothering people on, on the liberal side being like, uh, excuse me, but does this meme have some dark connotations to it? But it didn't matter because they didn't care. It doesn't matter in that that point. But Dark Brandon is a vibe, and it's something we've spoken about before, which is that me and memes in our current context, and arguably through the 2020s, will be more aesthetic-based and will be much more vibe-based. They will be a mood rather than an image. And those moods will transfer between internet and real life over and over and over again. We're going to see the melding of both spaces fairly quickly and sustaining over the next decade, or well, potentially the rest of our lives. And the idea of... What this talk happened. So this is an interesting moment in Biden's speeches anyway, because several weeks before he used the term semi-fascism when we're talking specifically about MAGA Trump Republicans. So he's delineated that there are differences between Republicans, conservatives and MAGA Republicans. The problem with it, as Jared Holt would mention, is try to point out where Biden's wrong. Try to point out in which ways he's not saying the truth here, because when he points out that MAGA Republicans are full of hatred, that they're exclusionary, that they have bigoted sensibilities, that they want uh, an authoritarian ruler, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's actually what they want. <laughs> that's not a that's not really a description. So when you say when we when you take those out of context, take away desire for authoritarianism, the reveling in victimhood, the idea of martyrdom, the idea of uh, exclusion, anti-Semitism, racism. When you go back to Umberto Eco's text for Ur fascism, those are some of the 14 points of what fascism are. So when Biden says semi-fascism, he's being kind. <laughs> he's he's being, but he's that the the F word is scary. When it's said out loud, it's scary. We rarely hear a president say that because decorum, discourse, and so forth. And here's where the ironic part comes in. Trump had spent the last four or five years basically bending all the rules of decorum. A lot of what we found out about the presidency itself or the position of the presidency aren't written rules. They're just rules you follow. And Trump didn't want to follow any of them. And so the F word doesn't usually come from a Democrat. It doesn't usually come from somebody like that. And what's even interesting is that over the course of Trump's time in office, he held several what would be considered fascistic rallies. One speech of Trump's, in fact, is in front of Air Force One, and he's flanked by two Marines as he gives his speech. During that speech, he calls the Democrats fascist. But because the media doesn't record the way that Trump speaks the way that anyone else would speak, is because Trump is bombastic, and a lot of his words were designed specifically for inciting rage among followers and creating more uptick of following, whatever it is. But now, jump ahead. And you have Biden standing outside of the Freedom Hall in Philadelphia with red in the background. Now, the red is the aesthetic, the aesthetic that came from that meme we just talked about. You have this Biden in this gamey, pixelated red background. He's always back. He's front lit with dark backgrounds. And Dark Brandon is this iconography of this character. And while he didn't grow a beard for this talk <laughs> or wear an eye patch, it looked and felt like the meme. And that co-opting was obviously intentional. Somebody on that planning committee did that. 
Biden, I, I, you know, I have no idea. The, the guy's an old man. I have no idea if he understands memes at all. I think he understands the ice cream meme, and I think he understands the Obama-Biden meme. But I don't think he truly understands the vibe-based bash wave type of memes. I think that's his staff does, and I think they knew what they were doing. Rea- the reactionary right obviously reacted very negatively to this, calling out, how dare you call the MAGA Republican something when you're using the U.S. military to take your stance? This is clearly fascist behavior. What they didn't appreciate was looking in the mirror. They did not like seeing what they had projected. They had spent years not looking in the mirror. And now all of a sudden, somebody was projecting themselves back to them in a way that was using it appropriately. There's technically nothing wrong with the way that was set up. It was only red in the tight shot. It was a red and red and blue. And the Marines are part of you could use the Marines if, if you want to. Trump did. Obama had. It's they're they're part of the service that you could do. Now, sure, rhetorically, it says something. Yes, of course. It says something about using the military to your advantage. Of course, that says something rhetorically. These are the tools that have been in place for a long time. But the image itself and the words that Biden spoke would have been mimetic. It would have been something that somebody could have imagined, and yet he was projecting it in reality. He was. And I think we see the result of what he said in a lot of the memes that were created and how the original image was remixed. So there's a base vertical image that's used for this meme. And again, all of the links to these memes and uh, displays of these memes will be on our website at digitalvoid.media and click on podcast and you'll be able to see all of these links and follow along in real time. So the original is a vertical meme of Joe Biden with both fists clenched next to his face with uh, the dark red backdrop and (laughs) front lighting. And his mouth is open. Jamie, what's he doing here? Uh, This is an amazing. I mean, this is this will go in our history books as long as as long as the democracy succeeds and doesn't fail and turn us as long as you and I aren't in camps in a couple of years. This is he's yelling. I mean, it's just an incredible image. It's just incredible. His shadow is on the wall of the building and how they did this shot. I have no idea. Like how they lit this is incredible. But you see him flanked by two teeny tiny Marines uh, next to his podium. Um, and he is shouting with both hands in his fist. And it's just red, red everywhere. This is an absolutely phenomenal photograph. It is. And it quickly becomes the base for many of the memes. So we're going to look at the meme that is titled Rallying the Army. And it's a tweet by someone named uh, Jason Harrison. And Jason uh, captions the meme of the original image or uses the image and captions the meme. Dark Lord Brandon addressing his army of 87,000 IRS agents circa 2022. (laughs) So this is. The Inflation Reduction Act that Biden passed, which is the reason, one of the reasons why his approval rating had gone up, is this big bill. A couple of big bills had been passed in Congress that had made it to the to the desk that were actually some 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 of them were bipartisan, which was incredible. Uh, and the fact that Schumer stood up and actually got his centrist Democrats to side with him was pretty impressive. And so these bills, these big bills, these are huge bills, uh, made it to his desk. And some of the biggest legislation that's gone there. One of them was this thing. It wasn't, and this is a great meme because it, it misinterprets what it is, but he basically creates jobs for the IRS and gives a lot of money to the IRS to revamp their offices. And I don't think the number is 87,000 IRS agents that he's hiring. I think it is a lot. I think it's like 30,000. It's a lot. But first, you have to remember on the right, any increase of the government is bad. 
That's just bad. Big government to them is bad. Second, IRS is worse because IRS are the bad guys to Trump. They've been hounding Trump since Trump committed his first crime 50 years ago. You know, so as soon as there's fraud, the IRS is going to want to not have that happen. We live in the United States and the United States pays taxes. The IRS is that the service that, you know, does that. But what's amazing about this meme is <laughs> it takes on a new level of Dark Lord Brandon, <laughs> Dark Lord Brandon addressing his army of 87,000 IRS agents circa 2022. And it it's an incredible moment because this meme also is similar to the memes of like taking an out of context image and calling it a frame from a movie in the past and then saying circa 1952 or something. And it just is basically like a colorized version of a fake event in history. This is a fake event in history that as a meme could become a real event in somebody's brain. And so this is an ironic meme from the left pointing out that he's bringing in an army of IRS agents, but it's designed specifically to bother those on the right. <laughs> and I think an, uh, another meme also bothered many on the right. It's the meme by Leah at the SW Princess, which I assume is the Star Wars princess. And it was actually in response to a Daily Caller tweet. Jamie, do you want to explain what's going on with this meme? This is incredible. All right. This meme finally, I guess, reaches its its nadir here. It was missing something. This is the hashtag. Okay. This is the caption before I describe the meme. It was missing something. Happy uh, laughing face. Hashtag dark Brandon rises. And the caption is the same image, but now it has Star Wars, the rise of Brandon, November 2022, Disney Plus. And here for the, for the first time you're showing me, the dark Brandon merges with the laser eyes ones. And here he is. As if he's a Palpatine-esque Sith Lord rising out of the red background of what would be a Star Wars-esque image. But it also plays with the idea that Disney will literally create any type of Star Wars spinoff. So it is um, it is pretty great that this is a remix into the entertainment space. But what I think is the best is that this gives liberals the opportunity to use it. And so now it becomes handheld. It becomes something shareable. It becomes something that can now be used by Facebook bombs. It's something now that's easy to use. And in the bottom of it, the, ter the way that Brandon is now concretized inside of this, because it's the rise of the Sith Lord Brandon, it, it depowers. I, at the time this type of meme starts appearing, I start seeing far right hate pages on Instagram start switching their grift. I stopped seeing as much of the Let's Go Brandon t-shirts. I stopped seeing many of the mugs. And now I start seeing FJB reappear. Fuck Joe Biden reappear. And so they're not calling it Fuck Joe Biden. They're saying FJB. And so they've re-memed their meme because Brandon has been taken. And to me, that's a weird strategic accident of the internet, but inevitable eventually is that every meme gets co-opted by somebody else. But I think... The right didn't assume that this could be done. I don't think that this was a good maneuver because, again, you create a low level enough meme like Let's Go Brandon and anybody could remix it. If you create a high level niche meme, it's hard to co-opt. You create low level and anyone can build on top of that. I'd love to look at one of the closest examples of the left trying to reclaim a meme or and, and I think it was. It was showcased in Feels Good Man, the documentary about Pepe the Frog, about how Chan culture had been using Pepe and they were super frustrated when Katy Perry and Nicki Minaj attempted to 
use Pepe. And so uh, 4chan posters flooded the zone, just made Pepe even more irredeemable, totally unaccessible or unusable to the general public. But in terms of not having the foresight to understand uh, how a meme could be co-opted, what does this mean at large? It, it doesn't feel like the left had been able to co-opt any meme that the right had produced in the last decade, if not longer. Yeah, I mean, just to, to, to wrap this all up, I think this is not on purpose. I think this is an accident of meme chance that has now fallen in the lap of liberals and leftists who now realize, oh, wait, it isn't just the right's power to demean and depower and to to create that uh, cry more type of mentality or own the libs mentality. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to come off derogatory, but it's really easy to own the right. I mean, their their method, if you ask any reactionary right or MAGA Trump uh, Republican to explain themselves in a way that is meaningful and earnest, it falls apart after three or four sentences. It's really shallow politics. It's usually based on resentment or victimhood or fear for that matter, which is sad because you do want to help them and you want to make sure that there's compassion extended to that, try to assuage them of their fear so we don't choose another authoritarian leader. But it turns out when you talk about how to manage, mitigate, and manipulate memes in this way, it's not that hard. It's a tool set that I don't think was previously available. I think what, what we now see is that a tool or a meme made by the right can simply be copy and pasted. And you just command C, command V it with new text and subtitles and it's called a Star Wars thing, put Disney Plus on it. And it becomes an ironic meme of the left without really saying much to the right. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. It doesn't really say much to the right. And it's a fun little tool or digital object or series of digital objects for people to play with. And that does influence public opinion. It certainly influences those on Twitter, how people react affectively to Brandon, I mean to Biden. See, I'm doing it now too. <laughs> and I think the really interesting thing is the zoom out, right? Because, okay, maybe Pepe had a large influence on some of Trump's most ardent supporters in 2016, and we see how Pepe eventually enters the Capitol. And uh, to be sure, I'm not ever trying to claim that Let's Go Brandon had the same kind of embedded toxicity or energy. But what I'm curious about is wondering how to put this into context, right? So a lot of uh, people who are trying to analyze this meme say, so what? This fun little weird internet meme went from the right to being co-opted by the left and the right now stops using let's go Brandon and reverts back to fuck Joe Biden. But how can we analyze this in the context of culture? What does this mean at large and why is it important to understand? We have Biden for two more years <laughs> and hopefully more or at least a Democrat further than that for another term. The competition isn't Biden himself, but rather the growing fascist behavior among the entire globe. Uh, all over the earth right now, there has been a move rightward towards authoritarian behavior, fascist governments, far right uh, ideologies. What I think happens in horse race politics, or at least in the binary system that we have in the United States of a two-party rule, is that we use this um, both sides-isms that come off as really wrong. Because both sides don't ever make sense in the United States. At least they haven't for the last decade or two since uh, the Bush presidency. 
what what is assumed to be poor behavior by the left is usually a lot of hand wringing by the press, and on the right is usually a lot of like casting off of like how bad it actually is. If you take a lot of the ideologies of Trump furthest right, if you take it far as far as possible, you end up in a very dark place. You end up in in a very hate filled space of exclusion, of potentially death, of potentially uh, violence, and that is something that is very scary among this uh, among our political discourse. There's a poll that was done about a year or two ago about um, what type of way would you take advantage of how to make changes politically. And it showed that 40% of uh, Trump-leaning conservatives would would resort to violence. Um, and it was only a little less than 5% on the left. Uh, so violence is embedded in a lot of this, but 40% is pretty scary. When it comes to memes, it's our easiest way of transferring this type of knowledge to somebody and the easiest and quickest way to cohere or collaborate with other people of like-minded ways. At first, I was and still am a little bit displeased with the way that like what I would consider like a, a very centrist, traditional liberal, how they were using dark branding, because I think it was just a a misuse or a misunderstanding of how the Internet operates, which is pretty much the failing and why we are where we are today, is that I think a lot of people wanted to stick their head in the sand and not realize that the Internet is a major force of political reckoning. And the right knew this since Breitbart became its main outlet and uh, leveraged Gamergate into a culture war. And so the right has lived on the Internet for so long and merged the Internet with public space long before Democrats had. Dark Brandon is this the is one of the signs of the future that the internet is now merging with real space on the left. And what you're seeing is finally the end of that digital dualism that was once on one side and not on the other. And you're seeing the actual end state of us experiencing online and offline separately. They are the same, they've been the same, but now through the Dark Brandon meme, you're actually seeing it take place in physical space. And to be honest, it bothers the right because that was their thing that that was their way of making it work the the maga trump republicans were designed specifically to utilize that gray space between the internet and real life and now they don't get that anymore so that meta space is now being reoccupied and will likely do so over and over again so i think what we have to look forward to in the next few years is <laughs> will the left become more creative with these types of darker memes? Will the left co-opt more far-right memes? Will that be a strategy? Is it does that strategy work? I don't know. We'll find out and we'll keep talking about it and <laughs> doing this. Jamie, I think this was fantastic. Thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. As as always. Thanks for tuning into the Digital Void podcast. Make sure to check out our website for more information about our upcoming events. We'll be back at Caveat on October 26th. We'll be back next time with author of Rabbits and podcast pioneer behind the Black Tapes, Tannis, and Rabbits, Terry Miles. And so we might say this is an experience of the void.